You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Marines Podcast. I'm Kyle Wright, and I'm here with Julian Andrews. Julian, I'm still married. You are? That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Nine days we made it. Congratulations. Are you celebrating your nine-day anniversary? Uh, well, we did. After eight days, we ran eight miles, uh, which was not my idea. Are you going to keep going? I hope not. You'll have you know. to switch to months at some yeah, point. Yeah, I was going to say that day, years. day 24, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like one month will be easy. Yeah, just, just yeah or, or just say like, it's been, you know, a third of a month, third, yeah. third of a mile. Yeah, third of go. a mile. Just go down go down to the local uh, yeah. watering hole. Julian, what's new with you? I um, got a dog. I got a dog. I'm just like, um, I'm just answering questions for you. No, it's good. I had a great weekend up north in Grand Marais, went to Minnesota's highest peak and minnesota's lowest point in the same day so that's kind of fun lots of hiking my girlfriend was taking a class on how to build a brick oven like to make pizzas um looked pretty cool when she was done with it so we're hoping to do one of those like in our yard at some point probably with probably it'll be a little while before we do that it's not super cheap to get all the materials and stuff but anyway she was learning how to do that i was hiking and exploring and camping i did watch some uh some NFL in my hammock at camp, which was, which was kind of fun. It's nice. Um, and then came home and we'd been uh, kind of going through the adoption process on a dog and it got it yesterday. She's settling in pretty well. It's uh, you know, it's, she was abandoned. So there's a bit of a learning curve to being in a new place, but she's doing good. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah, you will. No, it's fun, man. Uh, I think two super of our, fun, yeah. yeah, it's super fun. And like, you have to be patient, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But um, no, it's super cool. Like we have two of our three cats. We have three cats, by the way. Uh, for people wondering, uh, two of our three cats came from a rescue, and like, I like, I don't know if there's like super similar to dogs, but like it took. I mean, it took Jenna like, you know, a few months for them to be in like an, an okay place. Yeah, because they're like, what the, what's going on? Our dog really only wants to be in the living room and the screen porch. It's like she just wants like very stable. Like she doesn't want to explore the whole house. Like she won't yeah. go in the dining room. Um, 
So I'm not I ready for that yet. It's, yeah, it's just like so. Eventually, she likes going on walks. She likes sitting on the couch, um, and we'll we'll build from there. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Well, good for you. Um, we don't have like tons of crazy news today. We have uh, just some Timberwolves news of the like basically the team introducing new signings. Um, so the NBA 100 is out on ESPN and on Sports Illustrated. Um, and then uh, we have some card corner talk from our friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. Um, just to talk about like cards coming back from PSA in a hurry, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Julian, the Timberwolves have signed uh, Brian Bowen, Matt Lewis, Isaiah Miller, and Chris Silva to their summer league team or for their, to okay. their training camp team. Um, Good to know. Which they're probably not going to make the roster, but those are just guys that are. Let's say if they made the roster, it would mean that either there was an injury or that um, a guy who we thought was better is really underperforming. Yeah. Or like they made like a weird, like they traded three guys for two in a trade. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm guessing Ben Simmons trade. Yeah. Or if there's. We'll throw that in there for the the optimizer. Um, Yeah. The Timberwolves have officially signed um, Balmero. to a deal um he, the course he they drafted him last year in the draft um he played overseas last year um and i think there was the the the, the hype train for him has gotten a little bit um like Out it's not as yeah it's it's a little under control now yeah, um right because yeah. i i think like the anticipation right away is like oh my god leandro balmero is going to be like this um Manu Ginobili type and then like after talking to a few people like most notably like Jace Fredericks like yeah like if he plays this year like the Wolves are in trouble like I think people also realized he was not a shooting guard yeah and then that really you know that made them less excited (laughs) he's big yeah I didn't think he's I didn't know he was that tall yeah he is big um what is he six foot seven six 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 guard um so he's so he's like a a two or three i mean it's so funny right because like and i saw dane moore was like very adamant about this he was like he's not a point guard but everybody but everybody's like yeah but he can handle the ball and he can lead an offense so it's like we need to get to a point where we're like who cares what position a guy plays like we have to figure out what because like chris finch actually had a pretty funny quote where like because we're that's what we're trying to answer right is like he's like this like two like shooting guard small forward type and but but he can also handle the ball and Chris Finch is like, we're trying to figure out what position he is. And his quote made it actually more confusing. He goes, he guards his position. He guards multiple positions and he can play well without the ball. And it's like, well, oh, okay. Like <laughs> what position so, does he, what position does he play? Um, it's like, yeah, the, it's like we're branching off from this starting point, but the starting point itself is, is not defined. Yeah. Um, he'll be fine. Um, He'll be all right. Uh, I, I am excited because I think for him, I think for a lot of these guys, like it's the confidence they have in themselves coming over to play in the U.S. Yeah, when he didn't necessarily have to, like, because yep. like for a lot of other guys, like it, it like success. It, it's not like Rubio or like obviously to a greater extent, like somebody like Luka Doncic, right? Where it's like you're almost you're gonna you're guaranteed a successful career. And like say what you will about Ricky Rubio he has had a successful NBA career. Like, oh, yeah. Um, and like the like somebody like Balmero or like Alexi Shved, who the Timberwolves had, or like even Bielitsa, like some of these guys, like success is not guaranteed. So it is, 
I guess it is kind of nice for them to to come over. Um, you know, and we'll see. Like it'll be yeah, he'll be an interesting guy to watch during preseason and then um, you know, again and yeah, like Jay said, if he's playing during the regular season, it means he's either playing like really, really well, or the more likely scenario is that like somebody is probably underperforming hurt, or hurt. Or, yeah. Yep. Um, well, I hope he's good. I mean, it's fun. It's just, it's always fun to get new players, you know, like there's, there's, just, you know, just for a, from a fan perspective, it's nice to have a new guy to analyze, you know, like, yeah. So, and after hearing about Volmero kind of through Twitter and very, you know, the grapevine for years, I'm excited to see what he can do. And like, if he shows, I mean, if he shows some flashes this year and like maybe has a couple of good games where he plays 25 minutes and scores like 17 points and, has 10 rebounds, you know, like five assists, you know, just, if he just like puts together a couple good games like that, that's a success, right? Like, cause then you're like, Oh, it's there. We can build off of that. And but I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you hundred percent. And I think like when we had Jason, he alluded to this too. He's like, well, that's exactly what uh, Gerson Rosas wants you to think is that like they have a rookie this year, but they right. do like they have a 21 year old rookie that they took in the first round of the draft last year. Like, we should treat him like a mid first round pick with probably the same expectations, like a mid to late first round pick of a guy that he probably shouldn't play a lot. And if he does, like, we'll see. It'll um, be a nice surprise. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they introduced uh, Patrick Beverly uh, point guard from the uh, Clippers. And then he went to the Grizzlies for like a week or so. Uh, Wolves acquired him for Wancho Hernan Gomez and uh, Jarrett Culver. Um, you know, I don't know if you knew this. This is a, when when this happened to the Timberwolves. I think it happened to Jeff Teague too. Yeah, uh, he was a player that came over and he never missed the playoffs. And they, then the reporters ask him about it. And they go, "You've never missed the playoffs, but you're coming to this shitty team. What's what's that about?" And Beverly goes, "I don't expect that to change. That's it." The Timber, mind you, the Timberwolves have made the playoffs once since two thousand. Timberwolves officially a lock for the playoffs. Lock it in, everybody. Or well, although. He- or is he saying that he's going to be playing for a different team? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I will get traded to Philly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to I mean, be this is, so do, do you think those guys count the play in games? Yeah. I mean, they, you can really justify anything, right? Right. Like I would. Like if the Wolves lose in the play in game is, Be- is Beverly still going to be like, I've never missed the playoffs. Yeah, because technically it's still not the regular season. That's true. His stats don't count, so for anything really, because exactly. they're not playoff stats or regular season stats. Yeah, so I think that's just it. Yeah. Um, All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, honestly, like nothing else really as far as like Timberwolves news. Um, let's do our DraftKings read, and then we will kind of go over. Uh, I think I on our shared document I have the ESPN. Yeah. Um, top 100. I want to look at the SI top 100 because they just released their uh, 50 to 30. So then we can go over some more guys. Um, but before that, Julian, you talked about it. You were just watching football on your hammock. It's very nice, very peaceful. You probably had a DraftKings lineup in. Um, week two of NFL season is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving – New customers, $150. What? Instantly, wow. when they bet $1 on any football game, listen up, because you don't want to miss this. 
Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet on one place a bet of one dollar on any week uh, three game to receive one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. If the sportsbook is not in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long in daily fantasy. So Minnesota sports fans, I'm talking to you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, all right, Julie. Uh, Sports Illustrated released its top 100 list, and this is like a list that we all like freak out about for two weeks because we have nothing to talk about. Nothing to do. The, yeah, yeah. Before anything starts, and um, so, you know what's funny? Tell me. They also released their released their list of biggest snubs from their own list. Well, that's content, there's, baby. There's another article that's like biggest snubs from the SI 100 list. It's like you are SI. Yeah, you created these snubs. <laughs> if they if they were such big snubs, why were they not on the damn list? That's, uh, yeah. I, I will say the one thing I don't miss in like when we worked for the Wolves is like we had nothing to write about. So we just like grab these lists and be like write a whole article about how Malik Beasley is ranked 98th on this list. Really, really, Beasley should be at least 92 on this list. Yeah. And it's like, well, <laughs> you could, you could ar- make the argument he should be higher. And then we write an article and then it gets a bunch of views. And then you're like, what? This isn't content. This is just, this is trash. Um, but that's showbiz, baby. Um, all right. Top 100 for Sports Illustrated. Uh, let's go through the list. This is the first time I'm seeing this. I haven't like, li- really looked at it. Um, coming in at 94, Malik Beasley. Oh, he should be 92, though. Yeah. He's sandwiched in between. Above him at 95 is Jonathan Isaac. And then right in front of him is Derek White from the Spurs. Honestly, so, that feels about right. Yeah, that's fine. Um, okay, let's keep going down this list. Um, let's just do the old search. Um, coming in at number 77 is Anthony Edwards. Um, right behind him is Terry Rogier, And right in front of him is Alonzo Ball. Which, um, okay. Which, okay, that's fine. Feels a little um, high for Rogier, but yeah. And then at sixty-one is D'Angelo Russell, who last year was ranked forty-sixth. He went down fifteen spots. Mm. Wait, where was Edwards? Uh, he was seventy-seventh. Damn, that's a discrepancy with the ESPN list. I was going to say the ESPN list. He is ranked number fifty-two, which feels high to me. I agree. Yep, I agree. I don't think, I think he's like probably somewhere in the middle. I, yeah, I don't like... think he's the second best player on most teams. Right, which is what that would imply. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, maybe it'd be great if he was. Yeah. If if this year he was that, that would be, that would be very great. Uh, For for Wolves fans, uh, Andrew Wiggins is number eighty-eight. For any anybody that's wondering, Um, D'Angelo Russell, however, though, is sixty-one, and he is between. uh, uh, Right behind him is Karis LeVert, uh, who it was sixty-two this year. He was also sixty-two last year. Plateau. So, uh, D'Angelo Russell, 61. And then right ahead of him is Marcus Smart, which is interesting. Huh. Um, other players right ahead of Russell are um, OG Ananobi, Chris Apps, Brzingis, Clay Thompson, DeAndre Hunter, which is a surprise. Um, Jeremy Grant, 
John Collins, Mikhail Bridges, Michael Porter Jr., and LaMelo Ball. Okay, so, well, I think it was Justin Holiday that was there. Uh, no, no. Jeremy um, Grant. I, I Jeremy. got him confused. Okay, I would rather have any of those guys, I think, than Russell. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument like DeAndre Hunter, like it's only his yeah. he's enter his he's third year and he was hurt a lot last year. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. might be too high, but Karras, I really like Karras, Justin Holiday, definitely Jeremy Grant. Oh, I was like, that's very high for Justin Holiday. Turns out that's not the name you that's said. That's not so. who that is. Um, yeah. All right, let's go through the top 50 now. We'll just like, we'll just r- rattle off these guys. Uh, number 50, Tobias Harris. Uh, 49, Jamal Murray, 48, Clint Capella, um, 47, Malcolm Brogdon, 46, Fred Van Vliet, 45, Gordon Hayward, 44, Pascal Siakam, 43, Mike Conley. These all seem about right. 42, yeah. DeMar DeRozan, 41, Julius Randle. Last year, not ranked. Number 41 this year. I think it should be higher than that, but we'll yeah. see who comes after. Uh, Kyle Lowry, 40, which seems too high for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikola Vucevic, 39. CJ McCollum, number 38. DeAndre Ayton, 37. DeMontis Sabonis, 36. Draymond Green, 35. Russell Westbrook, 34. I think Randall's better than Westbrook at this point, right? Yeah, and like I also think he's probably better than Brandon Ingram, who's 33. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, number 32. And Ben Simmons is number 31. So that means Carl Anthony Towns is in the top uh, 30. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Carl's definitely a top 30 player. Yeah. Like, if you think about all the teams in the in the league, if you were to put Carl on a good number of them, he would immediately be the best player. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's that. Um, yeah. Where do whatever. you think he's going to be? Where do you think Carl's going to be? What is? I mean, I'd have to look at the like a list, but like eighteen to twenty-two seems. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think if, I think if he cracks, I think he if he cracks the top twenty, it'll it'll be lucky. Just because he wasn't so good last year, or he was great. I mean, he was great last year, but he barely played. Yeah. So I think we'll see him at twenty-three to twenty-five. Yeah. But I think he's probably more like eighteen. Uh, JJ Redick retired. I know. I saw that. I was kind of surprised to see that. I thought he would kind of keep shooting corner threes until he died. That seemed likely, right? Um, Yeah, JJ Redick, uh, 37 years old. Um, Last year, I mean, he only appeared in, uh, what, 44 games, and he averaged 16 minutes per game, the lowest of his career like prior to his first two seasons. It's going to be a full-time still, podcaster. Still shot 37% from the three-point line, which is Seriously, remarkable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, for, you know, at the beginning of the year, I know he ran into some trouble. Like, I think he got a DUI right away. And after his, like, first three years, it was like, wait, is he good or not? And then when he got to, like, his later years in Orlando, and then, like, his career is pretty crazy because from, yeah, from, uh you know, you look from when he was 25 until he was, shoot, 33. He shot 42% from the three-point line, averaged 14 points per game. Um, yeah. 
it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's not a bummer. It's just a part of the game. But like, I keep thinking about like you know, like Brady playing until he's like wanting to play until he's fifty or whatever. It's like you know, that's only possible because he only plays offense. Yeah, you know, like if Brady had to also be playing defense, that you know, no way. So it's kind of too bad that NBA players like also have to play defense because you could see somebody like Redick or like Kyle Korver or like, uh, you know, like these really good three point shooters literally just sitting in the corner. Yeah, forever on offense and like playing until they're fifty. You know, sure. <laughs> you know, but the defense thing just totally makes that not a possibility. Like we're never gonna get an NBA player who's like forty five. You know, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, unless, like, you figure out a way where that is a thing, right, where you can just hide them on defense. Dude, I've thought about this. Unless you, like, and you need, like, three Giannis's. Exactly. Like, if yeah. you can assemble a really excellent defensive team, like, is it a good strategy just to have somebody cherry pick and just, like, play four on five on defense? Like, if you have, like, four defense, like, if you have, like, Gobert, Giannis, I don't know, Kawhi and like some other really good defender on a team. Like are the four of them enough or is the five or just like five NBA players always going to score? Yeah. It's a good question. Um, we'll never Reddick's, know the answer. No one's ever going to do that. Well, yeah. Cause we're not going to do it. Uh, Reddick's career. He's made uh, 1,953 pointers. That's 15 all time. Um, ahead of J.R. Smith and right behind Joe Johnson. So, um, and then his 41.4%, uh, Field goal percentage, three-point percentage is 17th all-time. So yeah, tied with Matt Bonner. But pretty good three-point shooter. Better, better than Matt Bonner. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get into the three-star sports card card corner. Uh, we want to thank our good friends there. Uh, if you missed it last week, we opened a box of WNBA Prism. It wasn't very good, but we opened it. Um, and then yeah, Kyle and I separately opened more. And then we opened more. Um, and we got from Target. Yeah, we got yep, from some retail stuff. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, head to three-star sports cards for like literally anything you need card-wise as far as like there's tons of new products right now. Like football products are, are going crazy. Um, and then if you have a collection and just need some help with it, like go talk to them. Eric's the man. Um, they're awesome. So yeah, go check them out. Uh, Bloomington or Little Canada or check out their website. And they're across social too. And they post like the customer's biggest hits and everything. Um, okay, Julian, I don't have like a specific player to like focus in on this week, but I do want to talk about the fact that, uh, like we're starting to see the PSA, uh, returns come back like hot and heavy right now. And, um, it's so, and you, and you can't fault this. You and I talked about this before when cards were like $16 to send into PSA, um, and card markets were like the prices were going insane. Yeah. And that's why PSA ended up getting shut down anyways, because it was like, Oh, what the hell? There's so many cards here, of course. Um, so if you were able to send cards in at like 16 to $17, like you're still making money off of those cards. But what we are seeing, like, if you just look at eBay sales, like you're seeing these cards get like absolutely flooded. Um, and like, especially the base cards of like your, your, I think like, right. Like I, I sent in like a Kevin Porter Jr. Prism base card and it ended up coming back. It's like a PSA nine. And I think that was like a $60 card last year when I sent it in. I'm like, well, worst case scenario, I make 60 bucks. And now it's like a 25 to a $30 card, yeah. which like, yeah, you're still making nine bucks. But then you think about like shipping equipment and the eBay fee. So you're making like six bucks. And then you're like, well, was that actually worth it? Um, Just hold the card at that point, right? Like, well, yeah, maybe. But then the, the the other thing is like more and more of these cards are coming back. 
So mm-hmm. um, it's it's a, it's a really tricky balance. So, like keep an eye on like what you have graded. And what I would do is um, like you're right with the holding is I'm waiting for some of these guys just to have like big games, especially in the NBA. Like I just got a bunch of Tyler Harrell cards yep. back. And like when I sent them in at the time, they were, the cards were like $200 cards and now yeah. they're back down to like 40 or 50. So uh, I think what you do is you just wait for these guys to blow up and you try to like, you just have to be agile and like post these cards when um, like for, it's actually funny. I was watching the Vikings game last weekend with one of my buddies and Henry Ruggs scored a touchdown and I have like an amazing mosaic pink camo, card of henry ruggs to psa 9 and i told i asked my wife i was just like hey can you send me a picture of that card um and i posted on ebay and no, nobody bought it but um no, shocking <laughs> yeah right but that's but, but it, that's like kind of what you have to do because yeah. um it's not like before where it's like oh i'm just gonna go ten dollars under the price and i'm still gonna make 200 bucks um now like you actually do have to like kind of like look at what you invested into these cards and um because the prices aren't what they used to be um last year now they're they're not at the, what the floor was either so um and i'm actually curious i'm gonna look this up right now like a good indicator is always um like like basically like your zion base cards so let's let's just look at a zion base prism yeah so his base prism like looking at the chart for the last 30 days psa 10 yeah, we're down to like, you know, 396, um, mm. which is fine, I guess. Um, there's probably better information out there. But um, basically, we're just seeing because more and more of these cards are coming back, you're going to see more and more of dip because pop counts are going to go up. And there's going to be more of them and the demand's going to go, you know, down and the price is going to go down. So um, might be time to get some cards of guys you like. Honestly, that's like that's also a way to look at yeah. it is um, like. Because There's both sides of the supply and the demand, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and who knows? Like, and maybe it's one of those things where, like, the the prices go down for a little bit, then we realize we don't care because you're still going to pay X amount of price, even though there's more of them. Especially right if it's like a long term hold, like Zion or Luca. If you're going to get like a short term dip in like Luca cards or something, you know, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. not saying that's going to happen, but yeah, I still have like. 200 cards yet to pick up from PSA oh that God, are on the way dude. back. And I am nervous about what these cards are because I've like totally forgot what, what they are. So. I have two. So you have two more. Yeah. I, I don't know where those are. We'll find out. I mean, it could be years. I I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I would have passed out. Like, Honestly, they're making a pretty good, they're making pretty good time. Nice. Now they are. They're like, basically they're going through their systems really fast. Um, cool. But, um, all right, man. Um, well, uh, we'll be back next week. So hopefully we have more news to talk about. Yeah. So, so, so pod update again, I know it's been kind of a rough schedule, but no pod on this next upcoming weekend, but probably this time next week. Yeah. I think, I think after this week, we're into a good routine of like two per week again. Kyle and I have both been traveling. Kyle got married. Yeah. It's It's been a, it's been a great couple weeks. I was about to say it's been a tough couple weeks. It hasn't been a tough. It's couple been weeks. great, really awesome couple weeks. Yeah, uh, but, but not so much, not so much for the pod. But we'll be back and we'll have new mics. So if you're tired of hearing background noise on this podcast, uh, or really, mics. Say, if you love hearing background noise, you know, sorry, prepare yourself mentally. 
Yeah. Um, all right, man. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate everybody listening. New mics back to the pod of two times per week next week. Um, well, well, I guess we'll figure out where Carl Anthony Towns is on that list. I'm anxiously waiting. Um, all right, Julian. We'll talk to you soon.